What is up? Welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and it is a wonderful Thursday morning. Just about a week ago, just about a week ago, we had a situation where the NFL draft occurred. And at this time last year, we were all talking about the picks that our teams made. And here we are a year later, and we're doing that again. This time we get a mic in front of our faces, though, and it is going to be a lot of fun. Monica, it is also the day of our fantasy draft in the Good Guys League. And I'm sitting in the catbird seat right now, and I'm not and I'm not upset about it. Um, I'll say we're enemies. We're enemies today for until our draft is over. Basically so. You know, the funny <laughs> thing, though, um, <laughs> I started in this year's draft with no picks in the first, like, four rounds. Mm-hmm. I have now ended, as of now, and there's still a chance that more deals could be worked out for all we know. I now have, in the first four rounds, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, Good grief, man. So I am like the, uh, what is it, who is a team, like the Seattle Seahawks, you know? Uh, I'm like the Seattle Seahawks right now with all the draft capital that I have because of some trades that I made. Uh, maybe tomorrow's episode for Friday will tell you how the first round went if it's done. I don't know. We kind of do it a little differently. We have uh, no timer, and that gives our owners the opportunity to discuss trades and to be able to kind of discuss deals that they want to do, whether they want to move that pick or they want to keep it. Which I appreciate that because I'm – feel like I'm always really, really busy on the day of the draft, and I've always got something crazy going on, so it does help that we have no timer. Yeah. Well, speaking of the draft, the first round, I don't, I don't really know how long the fifth-year option has been a thing. Do you know in any of your research? Did you find out how far back it goes? I did not look that up, but if you want to talk about it for a second, I will look that up. So I'm going to tell, I'm just going to read from overthecap.com what a fifth-year option is and how it is based. Because in 2020, the collective bargaining agreement allowed teams to start exercising a fifth-year option for players drafted in the first round as an addition to the standard of a four-year contract. But this was already occurring, but they've changed some things. Now, there's a basic. Players who do not meet any of the requirements... Uh, below will be eligible for a fifth-year base salary calculated from the average of third to the 25th highest salary. So if you're not a Pro Bowl player, if you are just the average starter and you just hit all of the basic you know, attributes that a starter would get, you have a flat rate. Then there's playtime. These players will be eligible for a fifth-year uh, base salary calculated from the average of the third to the 20th highest salaries at their position over the past five seasons provided that their snap counts over the first three meet one of the following three criteria. 75% or greater in two of their first three seasons, an average of 75% over all three seasons, or 50% or greater over all three. The final thing, uh, there's, two, there's two final things here. If you make one Pro Bowl, you'll have another tier that you will hit. 
And if you make more than one Pro Bowl, you have another tier. So let me give you the numbers for what Joe Burrow could have made in the basic, based on the playtime, one Pro Bowl and multiple Pro Bowl Pro Bowls. If he just hit the bare minimum, just the basic, he would have had a $20.2 million salary that he would have made guaranteed fully. Wow. If he hit the playtime, he would have been 23.1. Because he made one Pro Bowl, he is guaranteed $29.5 million. And if he had made more than one Pro Bowl, more than one, he would be making 32.4. Good night. Obviously, those numbers change from position group to position group. And quarterback is the highest uh, that you can possibly get. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum here. Um, offensive linemen. I think they're probably one of the more underappreciated you know, positions. And there was an offensive lineman selected at pick number four uh, with the New York Giants selecting Andrew Thomas. Had he made the basic playtime requirements, or I'm sorry, just the basic requirements, he would have earned $13.5 million. If he earned the playtime, he would have earned 14.1. If he had made one Pro Bowl, 16.6. And if he was at a multiple Pro Bowl level, it would be 18.2. So we're going to talk about fifth-year options today, as well as trying to look at the NFL draft of the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. So, Monica, were you able to find out how far back it goes? I wasn't. I tried to Google. I tried several different Google searches, and all I could – everything was coming up, the 2020 collective bargaining agreement, but I'm pretty sure it happened before that. Well, it had to have because – let's start with 2016, and let's just see how far we go. All right. In 2016, there was an NFL draft. It, there was a first round of it, of course. Uh, we didn't go further back because this is five draft classes that we're going to be talking about. There were 32 picks made. Here nobody tampered with Tom Brady that year and lost a No, pick. nobody tampered with Tom Brady that year that we know of, at least. Uh, oh, wait, wait a minute. There are 31 first-round picks because New England uh, – forfeited their first round selection as a result of deflate gate i forgot about that wow that was that long ago yeah Wow. so the top three uh the top three picks of the 2016 draft were jared goff carson wentz and joey bosa my how we have fought you know come since then jared goff had his option picked up by the rams and then was subsequently traded like a year later um Carson Wentz had his option picked up by the Eagles. He's no longer playing currently on an NFL team. Uh, he's, he's actually not considered to be great enough to even be on a roster at this point. Joey Bosa had his option picked up by the Chargers. He is still currently with the Chargers, so that seems to be working out swimmingly. Ezekiel Elliott had his option picked up by the Cowboys, but he's currently a free agent. Uh... Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars had his option picked up. He plays in Miami now, still in Florida, but went over to L.A. and then went back. Wait, did he go to L.A. after Jacksonville? Is that how that trade happened, Jacksonville to L.A. and then back to Miami? I think so. Yeah. Did he go in? Yeah, I think that's right. I'm trying to remember if he went anywhere in between, but I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're right. 
I think I don't think there's any difference in that. Um, I think that's right. Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle of the Baltimore Ravens, picked up. But I don't believe he plays for the Ravens anymore, does he? Mm, I don't believe so. I know Orlando Brown doesn't. Maybe it's Ronnie Stanley that's still in, in Baltimore. So let's just we'll just assume that. DeForest Buckner, 49ers, they picked up his option. And he plays in Indianapolis now. Wow. Um, Jack Conklin, offensive tackle, Tennessee Titans, did not have his option picked up. So the first seven picks, all their options were picked up. Conklin, he did not. Leonard Floyd, linebacker, Chicago Bears, picked up. He doesn't play for the Chicago Bears anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Apple. <sighs> Eli Apple. <laughs> Eli Apple. From the New York Giants did not have his option picked up because the Saints decided not to do it. New York believed in Eli Apple so much that they traded him from the Big Apple to the New Orleans Saints, who said, yeah, we're not picking up your option. <laughs> Vernon Hargraves. I forgot he even played. In the NFL. He's not been on a team recently, has he? The last his I option, remember was Tampa Bay. Yeah, his option was picked up. I think he played with Houston at one point. Um, but the don't Buccaneers, pay attention to Houston. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. The Buccaneers did pick up his option, though. And wow. then Sheldon Rankins from the New Orleans Saints had his option picked up. Laramie Tunsil from the Miami Dolphins had his option picked up. Uh, Carl Joseph, safety for the Oakland Raiders, his option was not picked up. He's not really currently playing for a team right now. Also, Laramie Tunsil um, is with the Texans now, isn't he? Yes, in yeah. that he was in that trade. Right. Um, Corey Coleman, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns was traded to the Buffalo Bills in August of 2019, and he has since spent time with the Bills, Pats, and Giants. He was not picked up is what they're getting at. Um, Taylor Decker, the Detroit Lions offensive tackle, they picked up his option. Keanu Neal from the Atlanta Falcons had his option picked up. He's now a Pittsburgh Steeler, so that worked out swimmingly for Atlanta. Uh, Ryan Kelly, the center from the Colts, he had his option picked up. Shaq Lawson, defensive end from the Buffalo Bills, did not have his option picked up. He's in New York now with the Jets. Darren Lee. You remember Darren Lee, Monica? Nope, I do not. Come on, you remember Darren Lee. You have to remember Darren Lee. Hey, I'm going to pull him up. Hold on. Darren Lee. He was a Ohio State linebacker who had the football, you know, the name recognition, get him drafted in the first round. And I think the reason he got drafted in the first round is probably because of Ryan Shazier. If you would have said that, if you would have just, if I would have heard that name out of context, never, ever would have. Mm-mm. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work no out in New York. Um, he was not Ryan Shazier. Uh, Will Fuller, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, had his option picked up. Wow. Uh, he's not even in currently on a team. Uh, Josh Doxson, wide receiver for at the, at the then Washington Redskins, did not have his option picked up. Laquan Treadwell, 
Wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, not picked up. William Jackson, the cornerback from the Cincinnati Bengals, they picked his option up. He was with the Steelers and then was subsequently released because of a salary-saving move. Mm-hmm. Artie Burns. Oh, please don't let Joey Porter Jr. become Artie Burns. Please. <laughs> please. Artie Burns did not have his option picked up by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and oof, the next pick hurts just as uh, just as much. Paxton Lynch, quarterback for the Denver Broncos, was released by Denver in September, and he signed a reserve-slash-future contract with the Seahawks in January. Do you remember where we were when Paxton Lynch got drafted by the Broncos? Were we at the movies? I think we were. Yeah, because Artie Burns was drafted, and I remember going, Who? I wasn't happy about that pick because I think at the time I wanted – I probably wanted William Jackson the third. He went before us. And then I was thinking, well, if we're not getting him, don't just reach for a corner, and that's exactly what the Steelers did. Talk to me about your memory of them taking Paxton Lynch, though, because I remember but vaguely. I was so mad. I <laughs> went outside. We were standing in the lobby, and it was on that TV – and I turned around and just walked out the door and stared at the wall and contemplated punching the wall. I mean, obviously I didn't because that would be dumb, but I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, and just thinking about the people on the board, just like at this point, I would have taken Kenny Clark above Paxton Lynch. And I, I mean, even other quarterback prospects in that class I can't think of them right now but in my head back then I was like come on like we just we needed we needed someone else and I had seen Paxton Lynch in college and knew he was not going to be an NFL prospect and turns out I was right yeah I uh, Kenny Clark at 27 to the Green Bay Packers had his option picked up is he still in Green Bay He's, I think so. Joshua Garnett, guard for the 49ers, not picked up. I don't even remember him playing. Um, I I literally thought when I read that that, that they meant Kevin Garnett. Um, <laughs> wrong <laughs> I figured sport, that was man. wrong. Robert Kimdichie, defensive tackle from the Arizona Cardinals, did not pick it, not, not picked it up. Um, Vernon hmm. Butler, Carolina Panthers, D-tackle, did not have his option picked up. And Jermaine Effetti, offensive tackle from the Seattle Seahawks, not picked up. Monica, <laughs> do you have a tally? I, If I counted correctly, that was 13 picks that they did not have their option, their fifth-year so option picked we're up. We're good, 18 and 13. That's a winning record. You know, it's not a great record, but it's five more. It's, a, it's above 500. Mm-hmm. Let's do 2017 and see if we can't get to 2018 as well before we move on into the show, because we're going to talk about this in the next two days. 2017, there were 32 picks that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody forfeited the pick because of stupidity. Uh, <laughs> no deflate gate, no tampering with Tom Brady. Have you noticed f- that both of those revolve around Tom Brady? Yeah, I think Tom Brady was allowed. That, you know what? That's a discussion we need to have in another day, because I think Tom Brady was allowed to get away with murder in the NFL and losing a first-round pick is not nearly enough to me. No. It's, it's not enough. Like, who could the Dolphins have taken in the first round this year that really would have changed their team? Paris they Johnson. would be picking at 21. That would have been Quentin Johnston range because, I yeah. mean. Yeah. It, really, it wouldn't have really affected them that much. 
Maybe Joey Porter Jr. would have been a first-round pick at that point because they would have fallen in love with the physicality. But Igmanogany is a guy that we're going to be talking about at some point over the next two days as yeah. a guy that they reached for. So, um, so in 2016, you know, teams knew what they were doing more than they didn't because 18 players got a, got a second contract. 2017. This is the Patrick Mahomes draft. So this was some some big names were drafted in this particular draft class. Miles Garrett, defensive end Cleveland Browns, had his option picked up. Mitchell Trubisky had his option declined. He's currently a Steeler after going to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Chicago, why? Uh, Solomon Thomas, defensive end of the San Francisco 49ers, declined. Leonard Fournette, running back uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars, declined. Not off to a great start. We're one for four. Now we're one for five because Corey Davis, the wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, had his option declined. He's currently a New York Jet. Jamal Adams, who was drafted by the New York Jets, had his option picked up and was then traded to Seattle. Wow. Mike Williams, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers, had his option picked up. They should not have done that. Um, That was dumb. Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers, he had his contract just extended. He went eight? Christian McCaffrey? I forgot about that. Okay, so Stanford had Christian McCaffrey and Solomon Thomas. Mm-hmm. Wow. And do you remember, do you know who my my running back comp has been for B. John Robinson? Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, he just he has a similar play style because he can do everything, and they were both the eighth overall pick. Interesting. Yeah. He was just extended. So they kind of did the Jordan Love route, but they gave him a four-year contract instead of a one-year extension. Uh, so I would say that, you know, he, he counts as being picked up. Yeah, I agree. John Ross, the Cincinnati Bengals, what a brilliant pick that was, declined his fifth-year option. Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, boy, if they didn't do this, that would have been really dumb. They picked up his option, though, and so he was allowed to continue to play in Kansas City. Marshawn Lattimore had his option picked up. Deshaun Watson had his option picked up from the Texans. Hassan Reddick, who is now a Philadelphia Eagle, had his option declined. That's part of the reason why he was even able to get to Philly. Derek Barnett of the Philadelphia Eagles had his option picked up. Malik Hooker had his option declined. I wonder, is he related to Hendon? I think he was a Tennessee product too, wasn't he, Malik? Malik Hooker, why do I want to say Ohio State? That's why he went. You're right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what Google says. Is Malik Hooker related to Hendon Hooker? Surely someone else has asked this before. There is no relation. Lies. Uh, the <laughs> Baltimore Ravens picked up Marlon Humphrey's co- uh, contract. He's still with Baltimore currently, but I think he's one of the only corners they have left. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, is... Uh, Jimmy Butler might be on there. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Jonathan Allen, defensive end of the Washington Redskins, again at the time, uh, he had his option picked up. Adoree Jackson from the Tennessee Titans had his option picked up. He currently plays in New York. Um, yikes. O.J. Howard, tight end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had his option picked up. 
he currently does not play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even know where he's at right now. Um, ugh, Garrett Bowles from the D in the Denver Broncos. Denver. The Denver Broncos. Um, he still the, plays for us. The memory that I have of Garrett Bowles is him holding that baby up at draft night with the headphones on. Oh yeah, That's that the memory. was that was odd. That's literally the only thing I know about Garrett Bowles. I don't know anything about his career. I don't know anything about how well he's done. But you just said he's still with the Broncos, so I'd call that a wash. They declined it, but signed him to a you know an extension. Mm-hmm. Jared Davis, linebacker for the Detroit Lions, declined. Charles Harris, linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, he was traded to the Falcons, and they declined to pick up his option. Um, Evan Ingram, who is currently a Jacksonville Jaguar, uh, had his option picked up. And he ended up in Jacksonville. Gary and Conley. You remember Gary and Conley, Monica? Yes, I do. This was, I'm pretty positive, one of those Mayock picks, right? Yes. One of the first Mayock mm-hmm. picks that he made. I believe so, yeah. What a dummy. Uh, his option was declined. He was traded to the Houston Texans, and they did not want to pick his option up. Jabril Peppers, safety for the Cleveland Browns, had his option picked up. And he... Plays in New England now, I think. Yes. Takaris McKinley or Tack McKinley, a man who uh, had to be bleeped after he was drafted. I don't know if you remember that or not. We were watching the first round together at your house, at your mom and dad's house, mm-hmm. and they literally like the sound went out. And we were like, "What happened?" It was because he cursed. Thankfully, they declined his option because he's not a good man, and he was a better, he was a worse player. Uh, well, he's a he's a. Bad player, worse man. That's what I meant to say. There we go. <laughs> uh, 27, Tredavious White. Great pick. Um, that was a really good pick for them. Yeah, and his option was picked up by the Bills. Taco Charlton was released by the Dallas Cowboys in September of the last last September, according to when this was written in 2020. And he was claimed off the waiver wire by Miami. He was then cut by the Dolphins, voiding his option, and he was subsequently signed by the Chiefs. I'm counting that as a decline. Yeah, same. If you're released, it's like the ultimate declined. Um, David Njoku had his option picked up. He's still with the Cleveland Browns. You know, kudos to David Njoku. Great. The best pick in this draft outside of Patrick Mahomes is TJ Watt to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Knock on wood that he stays healthy this year. We're going to need a big season out of you, buddy. Uh, His option was picked up. Duh. And he is still with the Steelers, signed a contract extension a couple seasons ago, should be with us for the rest of his career, uh, hopefully. Number 31, this is Darren Lee of 2018, but you remember where Reuben Foster played? Alabama. He, he's, known, he's known for that hit on Leonard Fournette in the Alabama-LSU game right mm-hmm. before, like, there's like seven seconds left in the fourth quarter, and we were kicking, I don't remember if we were kicking off or punting the ball. And Leonard Fournette caught it, and he tried to, like, run, and Reuben Foster just demolished him. Yeah. All right. We're not going to get to 2018 today, and that's okay. We're going to finish off this one, and then we need to get into the Rams. uh, Not the Rams, the Seahawks draft. Ryan Ramzik, offensive tackle from the New Orleans Saints, had his option picked up. So, Monica, what's the record for 2017? Surprisingly, considering how it started, there were only 14 declines. Okay, so we're still with a 32. That's 1914, right? That's 1814, yeah. 1814, okay, good. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, because so. the other year didn't have that extra pick. Yeah, That's so why we're I was thinking 19. 18 and 13 in the first one, and then we're 18 and 14 in the second one. So that's where we are right now. So, Monica, we're going to talk about the Seattle Seahawks draft. Okay. They still had picks from the Russell Wilson trade. Right. We're doing love it or leave it, and we're going to rapid fire this because I want to try to get through this, and if we if we finish in time, we can go maybe back to the 2018 class and give it some love. Okay. Devin Witherspoon, love it or leave it? Leave it. They had bigger needs. Yeah, I, I'm i going to tentatively say leave it, lowercase leave it. Like I don't want to just emphatically say it because I do think Devin Witherspoon's going into a really good situation because Tariq Woolen is there. Mm-hmm. If Jamal Adams can finally stay healthy. You've got three sides of the field now basically on lockdown. Right. And they also do have, I can't remember his name right now, Ryan Neal maybe, a safety. Um I think it's Ryan Neal, but he was re-signed. So they've got the pieces to have a very good secondary. I know that Pete Carroll was saying that Devin Witherspoon is the most talented corner he's ever seen. And so I went back and watched some clips from Illinois' games. I don't know what he was watching because I didn't see it. (laughs) I I think that we're in a point in the NFL, like the Steelers tried to do this in their draft – you're trying to find cornerbacks that complement. You know, we say in wide receivers, you know, you don't want to have all the same size. You don't want to all have the same um, style of player. You want that slot receiver. You want you want two X receivers and boundary receivers and all that kind of good stuff. Right. I think that's what they're trying to do with cornerback. And I'm here for it. I mean, I don't have an issue with it. But the thing that kind of made me cringe was when you sent me the tweet, and I can't remember where it's from now. But it was a tweet where it said Pete Carroll said that he reminded him, Devin Witherspoon, of Troy Polamalu. Yeah, um, no. That that is such a tall order because number one, they didn't play the same position. Number no. two, I don't know that we'll ever see anybody like Troy ever again. Uh personally, Minka is the closest thing I've seen to it, and Minka doesn't even come close. If Isaiah Simmons can't fill that Troy Polamalu role, no one can. Yeah, that's what he was literally told that he was going to be. It was a hybrid safety linebacker. Jeremy Chin is the closest, probably position-wise, that we've seen to Troy, but even he doesn't come close. Mm-hmm. He plays up around the line of scrimmage. He does get to do that. He's kind of a linebacker, defensive back. Uh, I don't, I'm going to say lowercase leave it for now, but we can come back to it maybe in a year or so and, and revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, love it or leave it? Regretfully, I hate to say this. I love it. I do too. I think Tyler Lockett, though he's doing a really good job of. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but Tyler Lockett like refuses to get hit now. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll catch a pass. He'll get like three or four yards and fall on purpose so that he doesn't get hit. So it's prolonging his NFL career, which is great. Right. But I think he'll want to get bigger contracts for that. And so Jackson Smith and Jigba. You want to hide the sins of an old quarterback that's not necessarily the best in the world, you get him a freak receiver like DK Metcalf who can catch everything, and you get him another guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba who is just as good on the opposite side. Who can also catch everything. Yeah. 
Also, do you see that play last year where DK Metcalf pretended to catch the ball on a run play so that the cornerback did not turn around and it's it's why Kenneth Walker scored one of his nine touchdowns? DK Metcalf is amazing. It's big brain time. Greatest night of my life I met him. Not the greatest <laughs> night of my life, but you know what I mean. You know, It was a really <laughs> cool night um, because no one believed that it was him. And I knew that it was him. Because everyone, I think everyone had in their mind that picture of him. Yeah, the Hulk. Yeah. But yeah, I think JSN's a really good compliment. Uh, Derek Hall, this is one of the last picks that they made with the Denver trade in mind. Pick four, I think round four is the last one. But Derek Hall was their second round pick, an edge player out of Auburn. Love it or leave it. Regretfully, I have to love it. Same. Zach Charbonnet, love it or leave it. I think we're going to disagree on this one. I kind of love it. I want to leave it. I want to leave it back in UCLA. Like, I want it to be left so bad (laughs) that Zach is called and they tell him, hey, man, unfortunately you failed a bunch of classes. You need to come back to school. You can't play in the NFL. Um, And, of course, it's selfish reasons why I feel this way. But, like, what did Kenneth Walker do in his rookie season that said to the Seattle Seahawks, we can let Rashad Penny go, but we're going to draft two running backs. Zach Charbonnet, I think, like you were talking about complimenting receivers or complimenting corners, he will compliment Kenneth Walker. I don't want him to. I want Kenneth Walker to not need a compliment. I want Kenneth Walker to be Derrick Henry where it's like, hey, Jeremy McNichols, it's third and 25. You can go out on the field now. You know, like yeah. that's what I I'm mean, looking for. Or just keep Derrick out there and he'll get yeah. it. But I know we've talked about this before, like the way that it seems the NFL is starting to lean a little bit is towards mm-hmm. complimentary running backs. And – yeah. In that, like, from that perspective, I think this is an excellent pick. From a fantasy perspective, I don't like it as much. But, you know, it makes sense from a Seattle wants to win games perspective. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I know that's their job. Their job is not to, to score me touchdowns. You know, like, I know logically that that is, that is the case. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't know that it helps anybody. I like I don't know that Zach Charbonnet is going to be just as good or better than Kenneth Walker. And they don't either. Um, but he doesn't have to be. If he's going to be a compliment, he doesn't have to be as good or better. But my point, my whole point is, I look at it and think, you know, a complimentary running back is a guy that when you put him on the field, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. For example, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. That's a good complimentary piece because when Najee goes off the field, you could say, oh, Jalen Warren's not going to be you know, catching the ball. He's going to run it because that's just what he does. Or you could say, well, this is definitely a pass to you know, Jalen you know, Warren because he doesn't run the ball very well. But the Steelers found a running back who was an undrafted free agent, that was literally able to do both. And so when Jalen Warren steps onto that field, you go, we have to account for that. We have to think about it. If Zach Charbonnet does not make a team do that, 
And he could. He very well could. I think he was the third best back in this class, which is why I hated that he went to a team where he's going to lose playing time. Mm -hmm. Um, But if he doesn't step onto a field and, like, the 49ers go, okay, Zach's out there, it's the same as if K-9's out there, then it's a wasted pick. But I see – I can understand why you would say love it. I'm going to say leave it for now because I just feel like that's a luxury pick that they they made again with their seventh-round pick, and the seventh-round pick would have been enough. Mm Mm-hmm. You you spend high draft capital like a top sixty pick on a player. He's going to play a lot. He better, and that's why I'm going to say leave it. Uh, they didn't pick again until round four, but they'd already made four picks up to this point. Their fifth pick was Anthony Bradford, guard out of LSU. The last pick of the Denver trade. Love it or leave it. I don't really remember Anthony Bradford at LSU. Was he a bench player? I mean, I don't really remember him. I don't really remember leave much it. of him either, to be honest with you. Um, so you know, I'll I'll say leave it because I don't the name doesn't stand out. Pick one twenty three, Cameron Young, D tackle, Mississippi State. Love it or leave it. Micro letters, love it. Okay, Mike Morris, defensive end out of Michigan. This was from the trade that they made with the Steelers for Akella Witherspoon. Mike Morris, defensive end, love it or leave it? I think I do. I like, I don't know if I will, can say love it, but I think I like it. Okay. Um, I'm going to say love it because you got something out of Akella Witherspoon, who right now it's looking like may not play for any team mm-hmm. this offseason. For all we know, he could get released. There's a There's a bunch of players right now that, nobody's really happy with, and Akella Witherspoon is one of them. Um, Olu Oluwatimi, center out of Michigan. Monica, love it or leave it? Love it. They needed to upgrade their offensive line, and this is just a dart, a, dart, a dart at the board. I can't say that. Uh, to bolster that offensive line, so I do love it. Jarek Reed, the second, safety out of New Mexico. Love it or leave it? No, nothing about it. <laughs> Same. And then finally, I think we'll agree on this one, but we may not. Kenny McIntosh running back out of Georgia. Love it or leave it? Hate it. I do too. But if you were to take Zach Charbonnet and and instead pick like Josh Downs, you know, or you were to pick another receiver, Rasheed Rice, some, you know, if you were to do something like that instead of Zach Charbonnet and then you come back in the seventh round and take Kenny McIntosh, I would have said I love the pick. Yeah. I I don't know if I would have picked a wide receiver for for them in that spot because they already have JSN, so why do they need like I I think they'd be fine. Okay. Well now wait a minute. What if they went offensive line there? Based on that argument. Based on that argument. We're going to debate now okay. because you just you opened the door. Let's go. Then why in the world did they need to draft two more running backs? Because they already have Kenneth Walker the third. But you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, mm-hmm. and JSN. But Tyler Lockett is probably going to be gone in a year or two, and you need that slot guy. So take Josh Downs. Because the argument that's made, and I get it, but I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. agree with it. I understand it, but I'm not for it. The argument that is made 
is that, well, Kenneth Walker can't take all the snaps. Sure, Kenny McIntosh could come in and spell him, though. And Kenny McIntosh is probably not going to make this team. Is, no. is, I mean, anybody from round six on is not likely to make their roster. Right. So McIntosh being what he was, Isaiah Pacheco last year made a team that took him because he was talented and they, they didn't waste that pick. With this pick being made the way that it was, it reminds me of what the San Francisco 49ers have done at running back. And they have drafted guys that could have been good players, and then they come back in the very next draft or a round or two later, and they take another running back. Mm -hmm. And what did that end up resulting in? Them trading a king's ransom for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So by your argument, and I get where you're coming from, but by that logic, I would be able to at least personally say that you could push back and go, if you've already got the stud player, the absolute star who is the best at what he does on that team, why take the third best running back? They could have grabbed Roshan Johnson in the fourth, and I would not have complained. Mm -hmm. Because I would have known, okay, Roshan is not the same style of player as Kenneth Walker. The problem I have is it almost makes me feel like the Seattle Seahawks are saying, k going to get hurt, and we need this guy. Well, maybe. All right, rant over. Sorry. You know we love each other. We're family. But I still disagree. Love your enemies. We have to love our we have to love each other while we're I'd enemies. Punch, I'd punch you right in the face if I could right now. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um the San Francisco 49ers. I have no idea what they were doing. Um Well, I'm going to make this real easy on you. I don't think that there is a single pick that they have where I actually nope, there is one pick where I would say love it. That's it. This guy here? Yes. I agree. All right, let's go through it then. Jair Brown, safety out of Penn State. Leave it. Leave it. Jake Moody, kicker at ninety nine overall. Out of Mid- leave it. What? He I get it's a compensatory pick. And they were going to be able to just, like, make it. But why? He would have been there later. So would this next pick, Cameron Latu, tight end out of Alabama. Um, with the draft, with this tight end draft class, that's who you go to? Yeah. In round three? You're telling me. Are you you're serious? Telling me, that Jair Brown would not have been there at 99, and you could have had Darnell Washington at 87? I, I, Tucker I, Craft, who went 108? <laughs> like, come on. I mean, even when did Brenton Strange go? 62 overall, or 52 overall. It was one, 62. 62, it okay. Was, it was high second round, I mean, or low second round, but it was second round pick. But still, I mean, you could have taken Darnell Washington at 87 and if someone said, but you have George Kittle. Yeah, and George Kittle's been Brittle Kittle. That's literally a nickname that he has had Mm -hmm. in his career. So if you get Darnell Washington, you add something to your team that you don't necessarily have. Right. Cameron Latu, we say leave it. Daryl Luter, Jr., cornerback out of South Alabama, we we agree to say leave it. Yeah, that one, it's it's – Close to the middle for me, but it is still a leave it. 
Robert Beale Jr., Edge out of Georgia. Love it or leave it? Once again, close to the middle, but it is a leave it. D. Winters, linebacker out of TCU. Love it or leave it? Leave it. Yeah, y'all do remember what the score of the national championship game was, right? It was like absurdly high score to, what, three? It was as if we played Madden. If we I played mean, Madden was, on rookie. Yeah. But let's draft all the TCU players that we can possibly get our hands on. Braden Willis, tight end out of Oklahoma. What do they what, well, then why did you pick Cameron Latu earlier mm-hmm. in round three if you're going to come back and pick Braden Willis here? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on. It almost feels like, I don't know if y'all have ever done this before, and we've got two more picks, and then we're going to close the episode out for today, and we'll, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about um, another division and 2018 through 2020's draft. But it almost feels like, you remember, you, you know the feeling where you've stepped away from a draft that had a time limit on each pick. Mm-hmm. And if you step away and you miss the timer, you go on auto-draft. Yes. Or you might even recall someone says, hey, I'm going to start the draft tonight at 10. You're like, I can't make it. Um, I'll be back by, you know, 10, 10, 15. So I'll go on auto-draft for the first, you know, three picks. And you open it up, and your first three picks are like a kicker, a tight end, and a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And you're like, "Um, what happened? That's what it feels like the Niners did. Like, they just literally were like, oh, were we on auto-draft? My bad. Or you you forget to set up your queue. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Bell. I say love it, and I think you agree with that one. Yeah, I would would love it on this one, and that's it. And then Jalen Graham, linebacker out of Purdue, leave it. Uh, so, Monica, um, do you have anything else that you want to say as we kind of close this out? I'm wondering right now if the 49ers had the worst draft out of everybody. I saw someone the other day who was doing draft grades, and he didn't give anything below a B-, minus, and I was like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about because everybody – like." Everyone did not deserve an A or a B in this draft. And the 49ers are the first team that came to mind. Yeah, I don't don't understand what they're doing. Uh, Monica, it was great to have you on the podcast today. We're really looking forward to tomorrow's episode. We're probably going to cover another division, uh, two teams or four, depending on what we do. But until then, take care.